Okay, yeah, I'm gonna record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live. A podcast so butch, so massive. Almost Modern Live. A podcast. Are we surprised? No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Uh-huh. I guess I mean, we're recording again. Here we are. After uh-huh. weeks of so much. Not enough. Too and, much and not enough. Yeah, very much uh, so. Just uh, uh, the exhaustion of doing nothing. Truly. I mean, I feel like I've stayed relatively busy, I would like to say. But also, like, what is busy these days? Yeah. Busy in a fun way? Is no, that, just work. so. Yeah. So much work. Since we don't have any in-person events, we're doing our first virtual event, which none of us know how to do. So we're doing the best we can. Sure. It's been exhausting uh, to try to convert this. What? Do you want to, like, oh, start yeah. the show? <laughs> Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is and this is Homo's Modern, Modern Life. Life. That's going to take some practice to get into a podcast where we randomly take a couple weeks off and start season two. Welcome. Are we calling it season two? I don't uh, like I that. I guess. I mean, why? Why does it have to have seasons? Because we. I don't know. I like. Why can't seasons. it just be a a continuous flow of? nonsense okay well for some people this is season two for some other people this is continuous flow of nonsense 50 something yeah oh god long long time of you listening to our shit and guess what we have more anyway yay andy what's been going on um gosh i don't know i feel like we should address why we took a break oh i think maybe we have like maybe different personal reasons for it yeah i mean for me it was really like just the feeling of being like overwhelmed by the state of the world and yeah like getting depressed about that and not really feeling like there was a lot of like positivity in me that i had to put out put out into the world yeah um and just like you know also not having like a lot going on in my life to really talk about mm-hmm. as far as just like, Hey, here's what I did this week. So yeah, just the needed some time to like blended together and like rediscover <laughs> what life is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How is, is life been rediscovered? Uh, you know, some days, yes. Some days, no, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that for sure. It's like some days, I'm like, wow, life is not so bad and things are great and it's other all days. good. And then other <laughs> days I'm like, how are we ever going to go on? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think like have no energy in my body to even just like 
have a basic human interaction. Yeah, I, I thrive on the variety of life. So when I lose the variety of it all, it right. gets incredibly more boring. Right. Um, this all started out as like an exciting experience to me because yeah. it was different. <laughs> yeah. And now it's not different. No, it's not different. <laughs> now it's very much a a, a march through yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's fucking August. Like, ugh. But yeah, I think I was kind of in the same boat. Like, mentally, I needed a break. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm very easily overwhelmed with the amount of things that I do, um, which I really think is all me, but still, nonetheless, <laughs> that I have to take care of me. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just kind of like, you know, if we're not out and about and doing things and we want to, we want to bring you the energy that we pick up while we're around. So I feel like when we lost that energy, we needed to, like you said, regroup, come back together. Um, and you know, see, see what's up, you know, what's up, what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. Things are good. Question mark. Yeah. I feel like I've adapted. I'm not gonna lie. I'm playing way more video games than I ever have in my life. Yeah. Yesterday I spent 12 hours playing Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which like I'm obsessed with. I got. I woke up. I was like, I need to go do something so I don't feel like I'm spending my whole day playing video games. So I woke up. I went to Lulabee's here in Dallas because everyone always tells me to go to Lulabee's. It's like the that vintage sounds like, antique. That's not, oh, let me guess what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it sounds like a farm to table um, scone and lavender latte. Yeah, I do love a lavender latte. Place. <laughs> I do love a lavender latte and a lavender macaroon. Like my jam. Enjoy macaroons okay. in Greenville. Ooh, so good. Um, but it's kind of like Dolly Python, if you've ever okay. been there. I haven't oh, been in, but you know, I've driven yeah. by a bunch. Um, yeah. just a lot of a lot of junk reminds me a lot of like where I grew up in Fredericksburg. It's an antique mall for the most part. I only found about three things that I like really, really loved and I talked to myself out of getting. And then I was like, okay, I've been out and about. Uh oh, and I also went to go look at more plants. And I'm like, do I need to take that on right now? <laughs> no. Um and then I was like, okay, I've done other things today. Came home, got in my bed about noon, ate some lunch really quickly, and then did not like leave my bed playing Zelda until about 9 or 10 p.m. except to walk Versace, and that's about it. Wow. Who am I? Who is this Amazing. person? But like, what else is there to do right now? Yeah. No, I think I like, I need to find like a new video game to play. Yeah, because I do. I th- feel like I maybe need that sense of progress in my life. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I can explore. <laughs> I need to feel the- like I've accomplished something. Yeah, I love this. But one a fun it's something. That open world. So it literally is like I can be virtually out and about doing yeah. things. You know, exploring, people. doing puzzles, which I love. So yeah. you know, I mean, I love it. So. Maybe this is just good for me. The fact that Maybe there's it's like good for your health. Yeah. I'm like honestly like the most stress-free weekend I've had in a long time. Like, not yeah. gonna lie. Like I like actually checked out. Maybe that's 
medicine. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. We're we're managing anxiety. That's another oh, yeah. big we're thing that a, happened. We're in a post-Prozac <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. We took some time off. We got some Prozac. We are in about week six. So this is in its full effect. Um, Amazing. Feeling great. Um, there was a really interesting thing that was happening, just if anyone does deal with this or if you've dealt with this too, where mentally I'm calm, okay? Very calm, very present, like good. My mm-hmm. body was like, no girl, you should be scared. And it was like, <laughs> I could feel the anxiety in my body, but I didn't feel it in my brain. So there's a great disconnect. Um, and apparently it's like also a blood pressure thing. So now I have a blood pressure medication too, cause I'm 80. I don't really know how to, oh my God. but it all <laughs> seems to be working. Okay. But like, seriously, like guys turn 26 and then you start getting pills for everything. Like, good Lord. Like, which is lovely. Cause you're like, Oh, this is so See, easy to handle. Did your, who gave you the Prozac? Just your PCP? <laughs> yep. yep. Same place to go. What? Yeah. My, so I think my you PA just, that I go to is very stingy with yeah. the pills. You also come off as very calm all the time. Yeah, right. So it does totally <laughs> seem like you would be lying about it, but literally. But the, like, yeah, I mean, like the one time I like messaged my PA that I was like having a panic attack mm-hmm. at work and like, I was just like not okay that day. Yeah, and I was like had an appointment with him later in the week, so I wanted him to know. And then his first thing that he said was like, "Well, we don't give Xanax just out, like, because it's highly abused." Yeah, okay. but like, help me. Yeah, and that's my thing is mine definitely is not in the moment management. Mine is like it just needs to be managed, <laughs> which is lovely. <laughs> this is you just like all the mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, oh, I've been on them before. He knew that. And we've talked about stuff like this before. And we, you know, I was already mm. on something. So this was kind of next step. So it's uh, not like I just like walked in and was like, yo, anxiety. I was like, yo, I'm doing everything you're telling me. And I'm having nightly panic attacks for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's it. And like, I still me. feel like the stress, but it's like manageable which like sure. normal people stuff so yeah. we stand mental health here at hmo absolutely um yeah for me it's just been waking up at 4 a.m just like in the middle of the night and thrashing around a little bit and feeling generally just not good and then falling back asleep yep yeah that's what i was going like through. why is this why does this have to be a nightly thing Mine would go that like happens. right before I'd fall asleep. I'd be like, I feel like my heart was going to explode. It's great. Mm. Don't know if it's anxiety mm-hmm. though. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like I, and I feel really warm. And it's like, probably COVID. It's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's see. What else is new? Mm-hmm. Um. My friend Dan moved here from New York. He yep. fled the COVID there. Yeah. Came added... to another place in the country where it is very <laughs> intense. But more, intense. you know, there's more space. Sure. Yeah. There's more, exactly. you know, like you can go places and be fine for the most yeah. part. When we're wearing a mask and True. stuff. Like, oh my God, I've seen so many people wear masks incorrectly. 
or someone like just took their mask off in the middle of Target to do a phone call. And I'm like, A, you shouldn't be taking a phone call this loud in Target. B, if you really have to do it, go outside. It's C. You know, the, you know, the pandemic the happening in America, yeah. you know, the pandemic happening in America, nobody's talking about I'm people so, taking speakerphone phone calls yes. in public. Yeah. I mean, stop. if you need to use Siri to text out loud, that's fine. <laughs> no, stop it, <laughs> old man. I do it. I am blind and I have fat thumbs. I was picking up dinner at La Madeline's the other night. Uh-huh. Yeah, La Madeline's. I haven't been there in ages. I hadn't either. And you know, it's right next to Panera, but it's like hidden behind a bunch of trees. So That's I never true. think of it. That's true. Um, went to La Madeline's and there was this man mm-hmm. who was waiting for his to go order. Mm-hmm. Talking on speakerphone on two different phones. I mean, I'm like, is that how you do a three way like call situation? It's like a manual conference call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, can these two people hear each other? I don't, I hope not. I wouldn't think that, like the quality of a speakerphone call is already so shitty. Uh huh. Then to filter that through another speakerphone, what is, what is the other person on the other end? hearing it must sound like the pa on an airplane like (laughs) or he's just yelling he's translating between the two of them yeah and he had his mask around his chin Mm -hmm. um and he was sitting probably like 10 feet away from the to-go counter Mm -hmm. and they were obviously slammed Mm -hmm. but then he just like starts yelling he's like hey 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 Hey, hey, until somebody from the counter is like, oh, are you talking to us and not one of the two people you're on the phone with? Oh, no. He's like all mad at them that his order isn't ready. I'm like, dude, calm down. People can And like, get, so up, get up and walk over to the counter yeah. and ask them nicely. Or say, hold on a second, two phones. I need to ask the people about my food. Hello, food people. Is my food really time to eat? Is my food time to eat? That's what I say every night at dinner. <laughs> People grind my gears. Mm-hmm. That well, or the I, uh, mask with your nose exposed. Right. Like, I mean, why? People are stupid. I don't want to see any uh, of your air holes. Any of them out in public. Any of your air holes. Nope. None from the top, none from the bottom. Keep them concealed. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple of like big storage container tubs mm-hmm. that I keep in my closet of just like old shit, mm-hmm. memorabilia and such. Mm-hmm. And they fell in the middle oh, of no. the night the other night. And one of them is just broken. Oh, I love that. So I, go buy- I do think I'll get to go to Target today and buy some containers. You should buy some baskets. Yeah, I love baskets. I've bought 10 of these baskets in the last two weeks. Now, well, I, I don't know. To describe what Tyler's talking about, it's mm-hmm. not a basket in a traditional wicker sense. Plastic? It's plastic. Uh, it's more of a tub, really, but like yeah. it's got holes, so it is kind of a baskety it's, texture. It's a, little, it's a woven texture. It is a mm-hmm. woven texture. I mean, listen, listen to that. It's lovely. You can yeah. put so many things... I'm using this one particularly as like a trash for paper only because 
I need it. And then I've stored things in my little, my little cubby hole because I've finally set up a home office. I put mm-hmm. some stuff in my closet. There's always a reason for baskets and containers. Yeah. Get them while they're hot. Oh, my God. Can fun. I come? Let me come Marie Kondo your closet. We will spark joy everything in there. So many baskets. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the problem with these tubs is that they're too big for mm. the shelf that I have them on. Mm. The shelf is not quite deep. Like they're, it, well, it's not that the shelf isn't deep, but there is like a couple inches of overhang. Yeah. Which I guess if they're not balanced correctly. We, you know, and for you, as we know, well, they may not know, but you do live beneath a bowling alley. As I discovered the other night, I don't know what they're doing at midnight. Maybe ab rolling. That's my best guess. Yeah. Uh, some kind of rolling on a hardwood floor. So I'm I'm assuming if it was like my old apartment that it's probably their fault more than anything. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, the state of my upstairs neighbor situation, I kind of am just like, yeah, I imagine it it's, I imagine it's what it's like to live right next to the L in Chicago, you know, like there's apartments that are just like right next to the train. Oh yeah. goes by every 20 minutes. Yeah. Shakes the whole apartment. Yeah. But that's, that's a, but like you learn, nose. yeah, you just learn to like, kind of, that is your surrounding environment. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's us. It's mm-hmm. just our surrounding environment. What are they? I mean, the worst I deal with is like the planes from Love Field. Sure. But that's that's fine. Same. That makes me that makes me feel like the world is still happening outside. Still turning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I've I've read that um I don't know where, probably on a meme page. Mm-hmm. That's where that, we get our news. <laughs> well, it's more of a mantra. Uh the amount of pain you experience in life is often direct inversely proportional no directly proportional to the amount of resistance you have towards no. life i you know me i like you know claws you gotta, on the wall <laughs> drag me through <laughs> if you just stop resisting things about life and just let them be you're you're just i mean you can try and be mad about things that doesn't isn't going to change that they're happening so why not just allow yourself to not have that emotional burden Mm -hmm. and to bring us back this is probably why andy's doctor thinks he's lying about his anxiety because this is the attitude that he's taking towards (laughs) life Uh, yeah (laughs) what a full circle conversation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there's a, an amount of of bottling it up you have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is probably where the anxiety comes yeah. from. You know, just I like slowly bottling up microaggressions and not getting like convincing myself not to be mad about things. Or slowly over the course of years until I just want to claw everybody's eyes out. Yeah. This is why I love containers. You can bottle so much in there. Just. <laughs> Look at that. You can fit like 27 it's bottles. Got hole, it's got holes in it. How am I going to keep my anger in there? Oh, <laughs> anger is pretty out. solid. Leak out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
All right. Is that, did we catch them up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do have one more thing too. Okay. So I, I think I talked to you about this last night, but uh-huh. Twilight Zone. Uh, hmm. I don't cry. I think we've talked about that on this. I don't cry at movies. I don't cry at TV. I don't get emotional, you know, for people on screen. Maybe it's a lack of empathy. I'm convinced I don't have empathy. Uh, oh. Sympathy, yes. Empathy, I'm like... Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I have yeah. empathy, but not sympathy. Yeah. Uh, I can feel I understand what you're it. feeling. Get over it. Yeah. Um, so it's very hard. For, but anyway, I watched like the first season of, of the new Twilight Zone, finally. And I'm a huge fan of the original. And mm-hmm. I did like Get Out. I mean, I thought it was very good. Not, you know, I don't think it's parasite by any means but very very well done and i do love a well done horror movie i haven't seen us yet don't at me i was about to ask if you'd seen it and like maybe we should watch it well someone that i live with who is going to be listening to this doesn't like scary movies so parasite is about the scariest thing i was able to get him to watch with me is that scary there are some parts um but the thing is i also don't like watching scary movies alone because, right. like, of I need course. to, you know, download the movie after it happens with someone that had the same experience with me. Yeah. Their drama. Um, but I watched the first season of, of Twilight, and it's so well done. And there's literally an Easter egg in every episode that, like, mm-hmm. comes through. And you can tell it was done by someone who really loved the original and who was extremely talented. So, like, the last episode of the first season, I was crying it was like one o'clock in the morning because i couldn't go to sleep i just kept watching them and i like lost it i sent uh jordan peele a very long instagram message i was like i don't know if you ever read this but this was amazing so jordan if you ever get that i uh i see you boo yeah i don't know it's just why not uh (laughs) people send me all sorts of stuff on instagram i didn't ask for so why not that's nice. Yeah. Like penises. Yeah. It's been a minute though. Yeah. Well, Quarantine, you know. The DMs are getting cold, guys. Yeah. Warm them, them up. up. Mm-hmm. Warm them up. All right. I guess now, the DMs. Now, uh, I have no long idea. Y'all missed us, so uh, this may yeah, probably grab long. Uh, we're going to take a break now. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back with something very interesting that's been going on in the gay world of Dallas or issue everywhere. Week. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, BRB. Hey, we back. And we're back. Yay. And we're here. And we're queer. And we're. Here. Doing it for the pod, sure. Yes, I'm fine with that. Um, so this week, <laughs> very yeah. interesting things have been going on in us flirting on digital. Um, me seeing one of my former uh hookup buddies. Uh, old flame. Old flame. Now we're just 
friends with benefits, which is fine because we're both super serious about quarantining. So it's kind of just like, you know, an arrangement of uh, a friendship of convenience, I guess I could say. Sure. Right. And it works. We're still into each other that way. So it works. But anyway. Um, yeah. We've been getting some, I think, very mixed messages, which is some confusing feedback. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because um, Andy, if you haven't seen him on Instagram, is like ripped now. <laughs> He's got Hardly. like guns. Oh my sure. God, it makes my arms look so tiny when I say that even. Yeah, he's got muscles, like, because, you know, Andy The muscles are developing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have abs tops are all I wear now. Um, no. No. God, no. Um, I kind of have, like, I kind of have that your thing v. towards the top where, mm-hmm. like, I think there are muscles on top of your ribs mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. like, you can kind of see mm-hmm. those yeah, but like definitely. Once you get past the rib cage, there's not any yeah sort he of definition happening there. He took this quarantine as just like well, it, run with if it. anything, it has convinced me that if I went to prison, I would get ripped. Yeah, for sure, for sure, because <laughs> that's what's um, happening. Mine the other way. I like blew up, and I'm currently on my way back down because I started keto again. Yeah, uh, I'm back on that was, shit. You know, um, so. Yeah. So I have this book, uh-huh. which we'll introduce really formally in our next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is this whole section on diet, mm-hmm. really a whole like series, just very long chapter on diet. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is about how uh, diets don't work. <laughs> well, that's why but, I'm like, I don't feel like I've really taken on keto as a diet this time, just as much as like, I'm just eating this way now. If that yeah. makes sense. I'm just mm-hmm. not eating carbs. Like that's right. really what I'm doing. So much to yeah. like before when I was doing keto, it was very much like, like macros, this and that. And like, I've lost 10 pounds already. So that's nice. And I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. It's only hard when I like go out to eat with people, which like <laughs> right. is perfect yeah, for I, right now. I was going to say it might feel sustainable now because you don't have to go out and like... <laughs> face a lot of decisions in the yeah. world yeah now just but like i'm gonna show up to dinner like at a like certain not point eat. yeah at a certain point the world will reopen yeah. fingers crossed and you know decisions will plague you once again yeah i guess so right now it's been easy um, yeah and for i'm sure been making some really amazing food like i am shocking myself like with how good of a like cook i have been like i didn't know i could do this i think what it is i'm just good at following directions is really right. what it is um, yeah i don't understand people that are bad at cooking yeah like, well, like you if you out? have a recipe it just t- it tells you what to do yeah exactly you just do it yeah i mean like fold in the cheese fold in the cheese fold in the cheese um, but that's neither here and there really what our topic right, is about. Truly. Um, it's really about the way that our bodies have changed sure. in COVID and somehow and the way that people have reacted to that. <laughs> yeah, which has been very contradictory to what we maybe just me and Andy, but what I, I assume that the gay community 
yeah, has has wanted, I guess right. you could say. Because I've gotten a little chunkier. I think I'm I did the math and I'm not the heaviest I've been, but like I got pretty close. Um, and I think you're like the most fit you've right. ever been. I am. Uh-huh. But also like my clothes are fitting tighter, so mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah, you're like swole. I'm not getting skinny. <laughs> no. no <laughs> I'm no, no. getting... You're losing buff. body fat. You're not losing my size. Pro- I'm proportionizing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> my proportions yeah. are changing. Yeah, you got all the muscles. I don't know. I just don't have that kind of energy in me to... It's hard, you know. If I do anything, I run. But I need to be careful with that because I feel like I almost fainted the other day because I'm like not eating enough to like sustain the the way I run. So <laughs> figuring that out, oh, but different story. Um, but yeah, what's been interesting though is some of the the people I've been flirting with, or like I said, the the people that I've seen, which have been very few, don't at me, people. I'm being very responsible. Um, have like complimented me on the weight gain saying it looks very good on me and they're very into it or they're more into me now which like I mean you know you see me on Instagram I'm not like a big guy it's not like I you know put on 300 pounds and just like thicker I think I'm like linebackery size right now you know I've never thought of you that way or just like I feel like you know big enough not to fuck with but like not skinny. What do you think you do? You think you're intimidating? No. But like, if I were intimidating, <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm like the thing is like I've never been like a hefty hunky baby, but I'm just some like, might I'm say you have thicker. a cherub like yeah demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm like thick, but like with the CK, not CC. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i just don't understand because you've gotten the opposite reaction yeah because i am have been you know working out and uh-huh. getting fit and then have had more than one person that i have hooked up with in the past react negatively <laughs> yeah um would you were never first one a big you were never thick before well, yeah, so the first guy, um, I don't have the receipts saved on this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was basically like saying he's really only into thick guys and he's not into me anymore. <laughs> because, Which like, whatever. It was like a guy that I've hooked up with on occasion. Um but yeah, just like sliding in to say that he's not like attracted anymore. Yeah. Uh, because I am no longer thick like I used to be. And I'm like, you never were though. Yeah. He was like, did you lose a lot of weight? And I'm like, no, I'm literally the same weight that I have been. It's yeah. just like your size more is muscle, less bigger. fat, bigger arms and yeah chest and stuff but like which does tend to make the waist look smaller I guess the triangle right you're working on that triangle shape Mm -hmm. but like I'm not 
so anyway i was mm, that's just kind of rude it just kind of <laughs> feels like the stuff that we've been we've been working for is quite literally in vain right uh, exactly because i'm like I've tried to like do the cardio diet thing literally like my whole life. I know there's a lot of us out there that like go through it like that. Um, And then I think for vice versa, someone in Andy's shape has been like, been like, oh, I can build like this is something I can do. I just like now can finally do it. Yeah, now now I have the time and the lack of distraction to be able to do it doing it and feeling successful about it is when all of a sudden I assume that the gay mind shift <laughs> has shifted. Um, and yeah. I'm very well, confused. I mean, like, should I give up? Is that like in yeah. now? Like this other guy that, that messaged me on Instagram, like in response to one of my shirtless stories mm-hmm. said, why did you get skinny? Well, you should do what makes you happy, but I love your body beefy. I just like, like, I mean, I've seen you which, for so okay. long and I just don't ever think you've like this, you're beefy now to me. Like maybe yeah. this is like looking at you through like non-romantic eyes or seeing you more often than these people. But like, yeah, I feel like if you were to call you beefy or thick, it would be now and never before. Yeah. And this, this is also coming from this guy who is a, muscle twink who like has just like a great body he has a really defined six pack and like you know just all the other popping muscles yeah and i'm just like i don't understand i mean like i just feel like that we've gotten to this place like should we just like trade all of the guys that we've wanted to before <laughs> and like i just but there's also still that uh feeling of like I don't know. It's like, well, I'm no longer in the category of like, apparently this dad bod that I was carrying around that people yeah. were like really into, but I'm also, I don't feel like I'm in that, the category of like the muscle queen gay, like no, who looks, who's like always posting like mm-hmm. speedo pics at parties and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm kind of in this in-between state. Yep, you've reached a, a fork in the road where you either give up and go soft, um, or you go hard and like be able to do laundry on your abs. I think that's really sure. only two options right now. Um, well, and the whole point, like, it's funny, like he says in the message. Oh, I mean, let me just read the rest of this <laughs> conversation because I. I in the moment was like the the indignation hadn't set in yet so I was like what's a nice way I can respond to this <laughs> and I said I promise I'm still thick same weight just more muscle I'll keep getting thicker with more muscles yeah uh and he said okay with like a bunch of different smiling slash kissy slash hard eye emojis and then he said I am gonna marry you one day <laughs> like I mean, okay. at least this you is have manipulative. That. Yeah, this has you in the back pocket, at least. Uh, um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. The fact that he said, well, you should do what makes you happy. And I'm like, like, I was. Well, 
<laughs> well, it made me think. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Is it because it makes me happy? Well, I mean, to, like to me, it feels like you just like decided to do it one day and you went through it. It's not like you were like, I'm going to like get fit for X, Y, and Z. You were just kind of like, I'm going to get fit. So yeah. I think that's a healthier way of it. I mean, it's just because there's like so many, there's are many good reasons to get fit. Yeah. Like health and being attractive to yeah. certain people. I guess not this guy. Me, I need to uh, squeeze back into all these clothes that I sized out of in the last three months. Right. Like, and like I don't mental money for health, yeah. like it helps with just not feeling like a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, that just lays around all happy. the time. And happens may be happy and happy people husbands. don't kill their husbands. Like, come yeah. on, Brooke Wyndham. So, like, you know, I think it does add a sense of, like, progress. Again, a sense of, like, doing something and progressing to my life that is sorely missing in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, even before quarantine, when I was working out, it did add that mm-hmm. sense of just like progress and self-improvement. And like, you know, both of my parents are overweight mm-hmm. and that means that I have like an 80% chance of also yeah. being overweight. Get it now. Once I hit like, can. once I hit like, cause I, when I look at pictures of me as like baby, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh wow. My parents were like skinny. Mm-hmm. And that was when they were like 35. Yeah. So I'm like, once I hit 35 to 40 range, like it all is going to start going downhill very, very quickly. Yeah. So like maybe if I prepare myself a little more now of like how to treat my body and be in shape and all of that, it will be easier to maintain it. Yeah. Save off some like health issues. Yeah. Like, it's also very much thinking towards the future. And also, if I'm still going to be, like, terribly, terribly single by the time I'm 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need that <laughs> I body need to, like, to be keeping it tight. Yeah. See, my goal is to, like, get it together now, uh, yeah. marry up, and then have someone help me keep it together. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's my life goal. You need... Yeah, I just need a driver, life coach a personal slash chef, boyfriend. And a trainer, life coach. Yeah, if I could get that all in one, if I could just get a boyfriend who wants a project. Ooh, yeah. Build I'm a good as project. A yeah. I, I mean, like, as long as I have like, that, like, I have all of the trappings there. Yeah, of I just like, need an accountability A good, person. nice person that you would want to be with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will have to do some work on yeah. <laughs> diet, exercise, and mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but also it could just go left because, you know, that's just who I am. So you just got to take me in all 27 <laughs> yeah. if forms. If everything that I also presented. just starts, if also everything starts to get much, much worse, you should still be there. Mm-hmm. I literally feel like I've been a different person every year of my life. So I think <sighs> that's just going to continue. Lord. Yeah. Um, but really, what we've learned here is maybe. Maybe this change in the gay shift is us just entering a different category of potential dating pool. Right. Or maybe we've just like been like, oh, you know, like obviously like 
been there, done that. Maybe we shouldn't be continuing to do it, but also like I'm going to. Um, but maybe it's just that. Maybe, maybe, but really what's going to happen is we're going to keep doing what we want to do no matter what. So it doesn't really matter. Right. But I also don't understand the need to like, it just like, is like, for me, it's so weird because it's like you experiencing which I've had like the opposite of like fat shaming, which doesn't make any sense. Cause right. it's kind of like that <laughs> you can't struggle at everything. Um, kind of thing. You can't insult someone for everything. Cause I can guarantee you the people that are going in but there they, calling you too skinny <laughs> are also going out and calling people too heavy. So it's like, there can't, sure. you can't really have like, it's one way or the other. I mean, it I guess has, there is a middle ground, but like that is like literally so tiny percent. Yeah, it is almost helpful in a way to where it has gone a long ways to combat any sort of body dysmorphia that I felt before. Yeah. Where I looked at the mirror and thought that I was fat or like I, I just look at myself and I see these areas where I'm like, there is fat there and like, Mm-hmm. If I could just get that to go away, that would be cool a better sculpting. shape. Yeah. <laughs> cool um, if I could just cool sculpt this area off. Now I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I am kind of skinny if you look at me this way. Like mm-hmm. it has uh it's been helpful, I suppose, to be body shamed. As Miss Cracker said in her stand-up in All Stars, body shaming, it works. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I got Napoleon Dynamite shamed, and that worked. I mean, that's why this hair is always perfect now, not in this moment, because you can't see me. Yeah. That's where the quaff came from. Mm -hmm. Also, one last thing about this message, Mm -hmm. going back again to the do what makes you happy. You should do what makes you happy, Mm. but... Let's just like, let's not even use that phrase anymore no. because it is the same as no offense, but, or yeah. like, you know, it's if that they're kind doing of phrase, it, it's I'm because, sorry, but yeah, like you're not sorry. You are going to cause offense and mm-hmm. you do not think I should do what makes me happy or what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. So let's not say that. <laughs> Because you don't mean it. Mm-mm. No. So if All you're right. going to be a bitch, just like. Be a bitch. Be a bitch. Yeah. Own it. Do what makes you happy. And that's be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> do what makes you happy and. And. Mm-hmm. So much different than do what makes you happy, but. Uh-huh. Um, all right. We're going to take a, a break. Yeah. Um, and then when we're back, we're going to start a new segment. Um, the teachings of the gay manual, uh, and we'll go into a little bit further detail of what that is. Um, yeah, should be interesting. It's a big fat fucking book, so a lot of topics to cover. Yes. All right. Be right back. Be right back. Right, we're back. We're back with uh, a new book, a new friend. Uh, So this is the book that my friend gave me. He got it randomly at some job 
that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the GMHC, which stands for Gay Men's Health Crisis. Mm-hmm. The GMHC Complete Guide to Gay Men's Sexual, Physical, and Emotional Well-Being. Men Like Us. Yeah. So this is basically marketing itself to be the holy grail of it homosexuality. Is really- the bible to being a gay man mm. like, and i haven't seen any of these pages well i've seen a picture here or there but i yeah not andy is is instructor today for this i mean i'll read you some of the chapter titles there are 13 chapters mm. the first four are sex basics oh, four. the anatomy of pleasure sex and facts two to tango Cruising, coupling, and communication, and sex troubles. Sex troubles. Then there's four chapters that are body basics. Uh-huh. Skin deep. You are what you eat and drink and smoke and shoot and snort. <laughs> True. What's up, doc? And coming of age. Mm-hmm. Part three is two chapters called Major Medical. Mm-hmm. That's about HIV and illness because this book was published in 2000. So a lot of the content in the book centers around the HIV crisis and uh, how to be healthy and HIV positive or, you know, a lot of issues surrounding HIV that we don't, it's, that aren't necessarily as big of a deal today, thankfully, Mm -hmm. uh, with improved treatment courses and preventative measures such Mm -hmm. as PrEP. Um, and then part four is Beyond the Body, Beyond. which is just mental health. Mm. Uh, the chapters are Of Sound Mind, We Are Family, okay, and Spiritual and Community. All right. So, Jesus in the book, too. And then they've got some appendices with, like, different resources of, like, places you can go to to learn more or get help or what have you a lot of probably are websites. not very yeah <laughs> exactly a lot of websites that haven't been updated since 2002 i love this so so where are we starting today as we open the book this is like reading rainbow and dive in yeah and then we're in this world of gay and today sure we visit today, the land of- uh we are in chapter three mm-hmm. Which is two to tango, cruising, coupling, and communication. Okay. And this comes from the uh, specific section, sex life versus the rest of your life. Is there a difference? (laughs) Well, maybe. Uh, Yeah, so there's a little call-out box called open up in there. How to tell the difference between him and a pizza. I didn't know this was difficult. Um, um, I mostly can do this with my eyes. And if not, well, probably my hands and also sometimes the taste. Yeah. Sometimes the taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> this says, oh, and just to like give some credit to the author. Uh, this was written by Daniel Wolf. In, he really thought he was doing God's work. In here. collaboration with several other writers mm-hmm. who are accredited there. And you can get this book on, uh, I have the paperback version, which you can get on Amazon for $3.99. And it is a 500-page book. So 
It's a good bang for kind your buck. Kind of a steal. Yeah. Kind of a steal. It's a big book. Follow it feels along. like a textbook. Mm-hmm. It looks it's very kind formal. of fun to have it's... a textbook on being gay. Yep. So go ahead and check it out. And uh, we'll keep giving credit to this guy because we're using his 20-year-old work. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he says, fast food sex or quick pick sex Wham, bam, thank you, Sam, sex. Whatever you call it, there are times when the fast way to bust a nut can seem like it's the only way. Uh, It's like ordering takeout, explains Neville, age 30, matter-of-factly. Though not always as satisfying, you say what you're into, deliver what it's agreed upon, and that's the end of it. The fact is, he's not a pizza unless you want him to be. If you want more of the human element, go back to basics. Try demanding of yourself the next time you have sex with someone that you be able to answer four of the following five questions. Oh, God. So, yeah, <sighs> if you've grown weary of... Yeah, we're going to pause there and just talk, about, talk Not, about what we've heard so far. If, you're, if you've grown weary of your McDonald's-style sex, uh, yeah. you're quite literally, you're in and out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's true uh not mentioned um uh maybe you should try to put like some feeling behind it go back to the human element as he says which actually i mean i guess yeah this isn't totally off base do you do the mental divide in dating apps like if grinder is like only hookups most of the time if i meet someone on yeah. grinder they will be nothing other than a hookup even if mm-hmm. the conversation is good, like obviously we're both on here, we know what we're really doing. And then like Tinder Hinge, I hate Tinder actually. Hinge is like, yeah. you're here and we're looking for a relationship. And if you're looking for a hookup, go away. Yeah, exactly. There is that divide. Um, there was somebody that I dated for like a couple months when I was living in Austin who, mm-hmm. who I met via a grinder hookup and we just like, yeah, well, Grinder used to be that way, right? Getting food. Yeah. yeah, that's how it was when I was in college. Yeah, Grinder used to be like finding other gays in your area. And it was like, right. oh, there's other ones. This is great. But now it's like, it's just for, it's just for your, your in and out sex. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, if, if you want to stop having transactional fast food sex, mm-hmm. uh, before you have sex with somebody, Try to be able to answer four of the following five questions. Think about if you were able to do this with the last person you had sex with. Okay. Sex, loosely speaking. Mm. One, who are this man's closest friends? Mm. (laughs) I like heard a name or two. I don't, I wouldn't be able to like. Pick him out from a crowd. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, two, what's one of the most important things to him? Oh, easy. Interior design. Great. Style. Like furniture. Three, is what he does for a living something he wants to be doing? I would say yes. I yeah. think he feels like he's undervalued. Uh, four how does he spend his free time (laughs) I I kind of know 
And you're like, like, I don't know. He goes to work and then he comes home and he sits in a void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess he twiddles his thumbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And five, this is an important one. Does he have a boyfriend? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Like, he would have to be blatantly <laughs> lying to me if he did, which is not there my fault. Go. Yeah. And then ask yourself a question. Mm. What are you like when you're with him? Something common to many gay men is a learned habit of accommodation, of pleasing mm. someone else. It's easy to focus on <laughs> how does he feel about me and not ask, how do I feel about him? Mm. Think that in terms of not only shared values, but also whether or not you feel a little bit of a challenge with this man. Uh, oh, Is this well. someone who connects you with a deeper sense of self? Does he make you feel bigger or smaller? More important or less important? Um, I would say right in the middle of all those things. <laughs> neutral yeah it's pretty neutral which like i'll take like that's where i just want i've i've said like my the person that i marry will be average he will make me feel average everything we do will be average because i myself am not average (laughs) so i need the the balance of neutrality i think in there Mm -hmm. sure yeah so if you're average uh my number is uh <laughs> yeah i also feel like maybe maybe you want somebody i don't it depends on your personality type because there are some people that uh want to feel i don't know like very equally valued or they want to feel like they're very supported by their partner but then there are also people that want to feel like they are like they get value out of being the supportive role in a relationship mm-hmm. uh or like just adoring the person that they're with and you know that maybe isn't yeah. i mean always I a- you don't always have to like your partner doesn't always have to make you feel like you're the most important thing. That no. kind of seems a little narcissistic. No. And I mean, the thing is, like, for me, there are times where I am very outpouring and giving. Mm-hmm. And there's times that I'm not and I need that. So I need, basically, I need myself in the yeah. sense of, like, I need you to do random nice things for me. But also, like, I need you to, like, cook dinner every other night. Because I'm going to cook dinner every other night, if that makes sense. Like, I need the balance yeah. of caring for you and, and you flow caring for me. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Something common to many gay men is a learned habit of accommodation. I can't tell if your apartment's on fire or my apartment's on fire. It's your. gone now. <laughs> Sorry. This is what the real world is like. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm the most accommodating person, really, until you get to, that's the, this actually, 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 let's break this down, because I think (laughs) this, and I I thought this before. You had a strong reaction to that sentence. (laughs) I think this is the biggest 
problem with me dating and why my relationships start off strong and then break off. So like, Mm -hmm. the thing is, I start very accommodating, right? I'm like, whatever you want, no big deal, no pressure, no anything. And then as soon as I get comfortable with them, and I think this really has defined a majority of the people I've dated, especially the recent ones, I think. Early in my, like, 18, that kind of thing. I think that's a different story. But I'm super accommodating with all of that, right? And then something happens when I get comfortable, and I'm like, guess what? I'm needy. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not accommodating. I need you to text me back. We need to set plans. I need to know if I'm waking up at noon or at 6 p.m., You know what Uh I mean? Like, I need to know, because I need to start, because I think what happens is I'm very accommodating, and then I start to need to separate my time with our time. Hmm. Does that make sense? Who needs therapy? We have this show. Um, Exactly. So, like, what happens is, like, in the beginning, I'm okay, because I'm, like, I'm still running on my time, and I'm kind of putting you in with my time, right? Right. And then what happens is I start to want to give you the proper amount of devoted time. But that means you need to tell me what, what that time is. Right. Yeah. Cause like I can't sit in my bed from like 9am to 6pm for you to decide if I'm going to see you at 7pm. If that makes sense. Like, absolutely. I need, do not waste my time. Yeah. Do not waste my day because like, (laughs) if not, it's the difference between like, I need to pick something up for dinner or I'm going to stay home and cook my own dinner. Like, in which case I I think it's, I need you to respect. Yeah. I need you to respect my time so I can respect our time. And I think that is where I haven't mastered quite yet how to do that because that's, I think where all of my relationships fail like I think back to the one I just dated for like a year and nine months the beginning it was very much like I'm at the bar come down okay yeah whatever me too like blah 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 and then we started seriously seeing each other and then we started living together and that was like Mm. we we share a space now so like are you gonna be home it's not I care where you are I just want to know like do I have me time or are you going to be here or are we going to make dinner together or stuff like that? So, Ugh. you know, cause I, I, I respect that more out of someone I'm dating than like my friend. Cause like my friends, sure. like you, I'm like, Meh. like the other night where I was like, you were like, I want to hang out and like 45 minutes or you text me like, yeah, come over. And then I didn't respond. You didn't like, text me back for 45 minutes. <laughs> I literally replied. You said, what are you up to want to hang out? And I was like, we're doing this. Come on over. Literally four minutes after you had texted me. And then I did not hear back from you for 45 minutes. I was like, hello. That's why like, I, I, I find it very hard to like date and be friends in the community. You meet me and you have one of two paths and that's where you stay because you get two totally different reactions. Um, so yeah, it's I think it's a lot of that. So I the, the my problem is I do start off very accommodating because that's the way I've learned to be. Um mm-hmm. a, a career in customer service, right? Sure. Meeting new people starting that way. So like anytime I meet someone I'm like, "Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go do this?" blah blah blah. And then at a certain point they look at me and they say, 
you should say what you want to do. And I'm like, okay. Well, now you've flipped my switch. (laughs) Now you've awoken the beast. And it's just, this is everything that I need. So yeah. When I'm like, I don't want to make a decision. Also, don't force me to make a decision. It really means I don't want to do it. So just pick something. But, you know, it's just, that is me. I'm the most accommodating person, I think, in the world. That's why I'm doing a recording something at 7.30 tonight for people, for something I shouldn't be involved in, that they should (laughs) be able to do very much on their own. Hmm. Yeah. Something else that what you were talking about, about like coming home and like, are you going to be home and are we going to make dinner? And Mm -hmm. like, do we have our own time tonight? Is that reminded me of something I saw the other day that put people into the categories of guest people and ask people Mm -hmm. and like your communication style of whether you just kind of like try and feel out a situation without trying to directly ask anybody anything because you don't want to like one you don't want to inconvenience them or make Mm -hmm. them have to say no but you also don't want to ask the wrong question and then them get angry at you or like Uh make some sort of assumption based on what you've asked them versus ask people who just ask for what they want or ask questions directly and you know like Yep. Whatever. I, I, and like ask people can seem really abrasive to guess people because they're like, oh, you should be more sensitive about the situation than just saying what's on your mind. Yeah. I'm definitely a guest person. And it's exhausting. Right. Exactly. That's what yeah. I that's one of the things that I think would be like the most exhausting about. Yeah. Being in a relationship, especially with somebody that you live with, mm-hmm. then you're like, I'm constantly having to guess yeah. what this person wants and what we're doing at this moment. Yeah. It's just, mm. that's really it. It's just, I, the only reason I'm asking you these questions is because it directly affects me and like my yeah. life. Otherwise, I don't care. I don't, you know, if I'm not going to see you for 24 hours, I don't care what you do in this 24 hours. But yeah. if you say you're going to see me tomorrow evening, I need to know what time tomorrow evening. Are you meaning like six o'clock or are you meaning like at 9 p.m.? Um, and if so, how do I need to dress? This is the stuff that goes through my head. Are we going to go <laughs> out and like go to a place or like are we going to be home and I can like wear sweatpants and like not do my hair? So like do I need to get ready an hour before or like 10 minutes before? Like <laughs> this is all stuff. I need you to just either say or be okay with me asking. Yeah. And we'll get along fine. (laughs) That's the thing is like, and, 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 you know, if I know I'm coming over to yours and I'm like, uh, come over, watch TV. I know exactly what we're going to do. You don't care when I show up. So it's just like at my leisure in a time window type thing. So, but we've like developed that, you know? Right. Over some There's time. Foundation. I mean, you know me. That's how I started. I'm like, do I need do I need to like wear jeans? Or like <laughs> can I wear like a shirt that says like fuck it, I'm gay? Or like, are we gonna go like somewhere nice? You know, like I shouldn't wear like fuck it, I'm gay to like Albert A, you know? So 
Like, and I like love if you want to give me a surprise, but also like will hate you if you try to give me a surprise in the sense that like, I'm not prepared for the situation. Right. Yes. And that's what I don't want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe we just all need to like learn how to ask more and communicate more in relationships. Yeah. Just like, let's all set clear expectations so we know what to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And plan things. I know we're in a quarantine, but like. Oh, but it's so hard. Plan things. It's hard though. With an appropriate time before. Because like, if you think I had anxiety about making plans before of like, well, I don't know if I should do that. Because like, uh, what if somebody like wants to do something else or like what if I'm just not feeling it that day or blah, blah, blah. Add on top of it, the anxiety of like, well, if I go do this, I have to go make sure that I'm doing it in a safe way and that everybody knows I'm doing it in a safe way. And yeah, well, here's the thing. There's a joke that says that is nothing feels as good as canceled plans. There's a reason for that. You should make plans and then can't, I would rather you make plans and cancel on me last minute than stay wishy-washy all day. Because uh, then at that point where you're like, never mind, we're not going to do it. I'm like, all right, perfect. Change the clothes, whatever. I'm going to go do my own thing or this is what I was going to oh, do anyway. See, I find the disappointment of not doing something that I had been planning on doing. Yeah. I think crushing. I find it crushing. Excitement. Yeah. If somebody I, cancels on me. Yeah. Like, I'd rather you cancel oh, on me than okay. play this like, will he, won't he until the end of it. Yeah. Right time because some of the people i've dated i'm like i don't know why i keep coming back and i think it's just because like they captivate me with that because i'm like they're like maybe we can grab a drink and then someone else is like do you want to grab a drink tonight around seven and i'm like well technically i've already said yes to this other person but I, they never said what oh, time so now i'm like yeah. at the mercy where like arguably i could have had drinks with both people not that they're both yeah. dates i mean like Maybe they are, but you know what I mean. So it's like those people, I think, end up captivating me. And I think I've gotten a little better about just being like, do you want to do this? Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Okay. And then I don't bring it up. And if you don't bring it up, then there's no plans (laughs) made. Right. Those people lose my attention very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to make a plan. Let's make a plan. Make a plan. Speaking of making making plans, I feel like this is going to be a long episode. Sure. Yeah, but... It's kind of dwindling to its end, though, I feel. Yep, yep. Um, I guess we can... I don't remember how this goes. Uh, well, you, yeah, follows. The, the butt of our program. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you know where it is. Homo's Modern Life. And you can follow Everywhere. me at Andy from Boy Story if you would like to comment on my stories and body shame me for being too skinny. Yeah, so weird. Or you can get on mine and tell me how hot I am now with all this extra Tyler on me. (laughs) Um, Mm. I'm confused. I'm confused. Um, uh, We have a website, homosmodernlife.com. We have an email, homosmodernlife at gmail.com. We still have Cash App. Like, if you want to send us some money. Yeah, dollar dollar sign, homosmodernlife. Yep, that, very that. Uh, What else do we say? We have merch. Yep, HML shop. It's still there. It is. Go buy your shirts to hang out at home. 
there's a great one on there that says, fuck me like you're Mercury in retrograde, which like, honestly, 2020. So, I mean, like, put that on, lounge at home, you know, wear it on a Zoom call. They're super soft and comfortable, those Mm -hmm, shirts. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Believe me, I have one. Um, All right. I think think we did it. We did it. We're back, back, bitches. 2.0 HML. It's a new year, new us. We're declaring it now. It's not 2020 anymore. It's this. It's 20... (laughs) It's 2020.5. 2020.5. Like technically back in June. Yeah. When we started the whole break, but like yeah, just just go with it. Just go yeah. with it. We've been well, doing this shit for point, over a year it, for you people. Let's get it trending. 2020.5. Twenty periods and hashtags. No. I think that's just a sentence. Damn it. <laughs> get it trending anyway. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Point five. Point Just write five. out point. Yeah, point five. Twenty twenty point. Also write out five, so it's like not confusing, or maybe that's more confusing. I think it's more confusing. Yeah. Sure. Do a five emoji. That yeah. exists. Mm-hmm. You mean Why? just like somebody holding up a hand? No. no. Oh, oh, that too. Because that's five. That could also you could that just seems do that. Confusing. No. Yeah, I was gonna say there's this little gray blocks that has like five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one knows why it's um, there. But yeah, maybe that's our next merch. Twenty twenty point five. Twenty twenty point five. If you want it, send me two dollars on Cash App. What's the slogan for twenty twenty point five? Twenty twenty point five. The upswing. Yeah, the upswing. The redo. The Part reboot. Two. The reboot. The reboot. Twenty twenty point five electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. On that note, (laughs) goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) This has been a Homo's Modern Life production. Hey everyone, post-editing Ty here. I also want to take a chance to introduce this smaller new segment that we'll try to do at the end of every episode where we want to play you one of our favorite remixes from um, one of the DJs or music artists that we're obsessed with right now. Today, uh, by special permission, we have the one and only Alex Keith Chapman remix of Babylon. So enjoy. Got it out, walk a mile, serve it ancient city style. Talk it out, babble on, battle for your life, Babylon. That's gossip, what you on? Money don't talk, rip that song, gossip. Babble on, battle for your life, babble on. Got it out, walk a mile, serve it ancient city style. Talk it out, babble on, battle for your life, babble on. That's gossip, what you on?
walk a mile, serve it ancient city style. Talk it out, babble on, battle for your life, babble on. That's gossip, what you on? Money don't talk, rip that song. Gossip, babble on, battle for your life, babble on. That's gossip, walk a mile, serve it ancient city style. Talk it out, babble on, battle for your life, babble on. That's gossip, what you on? Money don't talk, rip that song. Gossip, babble on, battle for your life. Babylon.